0: Welcome to the Real Estate Pro Radio Show. I'm your host, Amber Arms, and we have with us today, Demi Gritta from Allentown, Pennsylvania. Hey, Demi. How are you doing today?
1: Good, day. How are you?
0: I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Um, it, wonderful uh, Thursday afternoon here. Definitely enjoying the wonderful weather now that it's finally starting to cool off down here. How's it up there for you in Allentown?
1: Yes, it's just been sunny all week. I don't see any rain in the forecast, so hopefully that stays away. And um, if I could have summer year-round, I'd, I'd love that here too in <laughs> Pennsylvania. Yeah, summer's definitely nice. I'm I'm more
0: of a, a fall winter person myself because I like the cold temperatures. I'm a little bit weird like that, but you know it's always nice when you get that kind of in between season stage. You can kind of see it transition between the two, especially with like you know summer to fall or spring into summer because all the colors start changing and it's always, amazing. oh my God, it's so beautiful.
1: It's so yeah, gorgeous. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, well, definitely. And all the activities too, like taking everything. I'm a big fan of that.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. And we've been doing a ton of walking and we got a puppy not too long ago. So, you know, she has boundless energy and she's absolutely loving the outdoors right now. So yeah, it's absolutely yeah. blast. So, you know, Demi, tell me a little bit about yourself. You know, what do you like to do, you know, when you're not doing the whole real estate thing? You know, what kind of hobbies and stuff do
1: you think that you really enjoy and that kind of stuff? Um, So I have a family. I have a daughter and a son, uh, Vincent and Gianna. Uh, My son is six years old and my daughter's one. So I'm very, very busy, you know, just kind of maintaining the household and family there. Um, But really, I am uh, anything sunny, beach kind of girl. Um, anything by water kind of is my, my go-to kind of mellows me out and keeps me sane.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Completely understandable. Sounds like a busy life. You know, you got two kids under the age of six, plus the whole real estate thing. Sounds like it definitely keeps you busy there.
1: Yes, it's, it's nonstop, but, um, definitely, definitely worth it. Um, I used to work in human resources for nine years, so. Oh, goodness. Um, Yeah, so it helped me out with the negotiation side of real estate, especially just being able to deal with a lot of, you know, different situations and and problems that might arise and being able to put out fires Um, and kind of, you know, being able to uh, relate with everyone and, and know how to deal with different personalities and situations, so.
0: Oh, a hundred percent. You know, real
1: estate's such a people business. So I can
0: definitely see how that experience would definitely help going into it.
1: Yeah, yeah. And um I left human resources because it kind of uh turned into a, a business like for the business only type atmosphere. Um mm-hmm. protect, you know, the, the dollar only. So um I was getting really, you know, upset and discouraged and wanted to Kind of move into real estate for a few years now. Uh, my my grandpa was in real estate his entire career, so I, I had been around it as a child and my whole life growing up. Um, so yeah, I just finally made the jump um, only about you know a few few months ago. So uh, it's been great um, so far. I I've had four houses under contract. One of them closed. Um, last week and i have a closing tomorrow so uh, it's been awesome
0: that's wonderful so you're still fairly new to the real estate industry you've only been in a couple months you know how was it you know what was it like actually going through the process of starting you know a lot of the people i talked to have been in it for a long time you know what you think might have been different now that you're coming into like a post-pandemic type of industry now you know what do you think is different there
1: um, so I do appreciate you know going into the industry in one of the roughest times because how are you gonna learn right mm-hmm. you'll you'll learn the most when the market is is very crazy <laughs> so you you' were even in my my first transaction, pretty much um there were a lot of hiccups, a lot of problems behind the scenes, but I learned what to do in that situation, how to kind of deal with this problem and that problem. Um, so I appreciate you know when things are are rough it, it only teaches you what you need to know um and it makes you a better a better realtor so if you oh. can't work through you know the hard times then how how are you gonna get you know through anything really
0: well, a hundred percent, and also you know if you're coming in under the you know the tougher situation, yeah, you learn a bunch, but also you know it's just uphill from there right I mean, if you already got past the hard part you know, it only gets easier from there. So, you know, you definitely got the the business under wraps then if you can get through the tough part.
1: Yeah. And I'm just constantly trying to like absorb everything and be a sponge um, and, and, you know, learn every single day. So,
0: Well, yeah, you you know,
1: I'm, I'm not
0: in the real estate part of it. I'm not an agent, I'm an insurance agent, right? So it's a little bit different, but it's largely the same, you know, it's a huge people business and there's a lot of just experience that comes from running in the business and things that you learn on the day to day. So I can definitely understand where you're coming from on, you know, just every day you're learning something new, every house that you sell, every house that you walk into to do an open house, It's just every situation is different. So you're always learning something, right? Whether you're learning it from a client, you're learning it from a mentor figure, you're learning it just from doing the actual paperwork side of things. There's always something new about each situation. It's kind of what I enjoy about the industry is that no day is the same, right? You're, you got a lot of variety. It's, you're definitely not going to get bored in this business.
1: Yes. And, you know, to be to be a good agent, you have to learn all the different loans, right? So, um, something I appreciated is my very my very first uh, transaction, you know, was a VA loan. So I was able to learn um, the stipulations of those, and, and, and mm-hmm. then I had an FHA and your conventional. So it's nice not just being stuck into your typical, you know, one route conventional type loan. So um, yeah, hundred percent. You get to learn different.
0: You get to learn different situations. situations you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and over time you feel better equipped too, you know, you've seen it before and then when it comes up the next time you're like, okay, yep, I've done this before, I know how this works, (laughs) you know, you got that confidence built up because you know what to expect.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I know that it's kind of hard to say because I mean, who can really tell the future, but, you know, we've been having an interesting um, industry market over the past couple of years, to say the least. What do you think that we're looking for or that we're looking at in the future here as we go into, you know, really the second half of 2022 and even the beginning of 2023? What do you think might change, uh, you know, as the market continues to develop?
1: Um, so you can't, you know, obviously you can't predict the future, like you said, but I do see you know, it's stabilizing right now. You know, not every house is going to be a competition of, you know, multiple offers uh, like it was for the past two years um, and crazy, you know, 20K over asking price type situations or more. Um, But, you know, it's still a very hot market right now. And obviously we cannot predict the future. we don't know if it's going to stay, you know, on uh, a stable, you know, stable middle line market. Um, which I see it moving towards, but we kind of switched the other way. So who knows? Yeah, absolutely.
0: I mean, nobody can know for sure. Even people who have been in the business for 20 plus years, you can never say with certainty unless you have a crystal ball that you can look into. And um, yeah, yeah, I think that you're, I think that I probably agree with you. It definitely feels like that it's going into, you know, the stabilization right now, now that they've raised the rates with the federal um, rates. Um, so it's definitely going to be interesting to see how things develop and maybe we'll go into even a seller's market at some point here because generally this stuff is very cyclical or it goes in cycles.
1: Yes, exactly. And I'd say if you are looking to buy, um, you, you know, don't let this, the interest rates kind of scare you because you, what, what do you do? You marry the house, right? You marry the house and Mm -hmm. you kind of date, date the rate. Um, you shouldn't let the rate kind of scare you away from buying a house because you never know if it'll keep picking up, 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 up. And now you're kind of stuck with, say, a 10% interest rate. And yes, you can refinance after, you know, six, seven months. Um, but you kind of just have to take it as is and go with it. You know, back in, um, back in like the 80s, 90s, you know, I would be speaking with my grand my grandpa, he'd be like, oh, yeah, the interest rates are once, like, you know, 15%. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what? <laughs> so, so for people to shy away, you know, at a five or six, just know you're not going to always be locked into that. And there are other programs that you could do um, to bring the interest rate down, too, um, a- as a buyer. So there's ways Yeah, there's, ways there's of
0: options kind of available, you know. And, yeah, like yes. you said, it, it used to be a lot higher. It used to be double digits. So it's really insane when you think about it, you know, it it seems so high because it's been low for so long and it was artificially low for a couple of years over the pandemic. So, you know, now that it's kind of not being artificially adjusted, obviously it's going to come more to an equilibrium, but, you know, even so, it's still a pretty
1: low interest rate compared to what we've had in the past. Yeah, exactly. And you always have that option, you know, you have the option to refinance. Um, as a buyer, you know, going into home, there are a couple things that you could do um, to bring the interest rate down to, like, discount points and, and things of that nature. Um, so, yeah, like, don't, don't let things scare you. Going into real estate, it's always going to be a risk, right? But it's definitely a risk worth taking because you're going to be owning that property. It's going to be your asset. Um, you're going to be making equity on it. I, I, I mean, the rental market is insane right now just as crazy just as high um (laughs) yeah just as high um to rent a property that isn't yours in in, by any means um with having mortgage so the same same kind of price there yeah i mean usually historically rent is lower than
0: having a mortgage but you know it's definitely been raised a bit over the course of the pandemic the prices have been raising so For some people it makes sense not even to rent it might even be cheaper just to go for a straight mortgage on a house so you really have to kind of look at the numbers and see what makes sense for each person in their area now obviously it changes a bit depending on where they are in their situation but it's definitely been readjusted a bit over the past couple years i think
1: yeah yeah it's been ticking upwards and i'm like oh my god like this is so unfair to to the renters so Yeah, I think it's going
0: to be interesting also to see how quickly we kind of adjust from the shortage that really happened over the course of the pandemic because there was a huge labor shortage. There was a huge material shortage for a while there. So, you know, it's going to take a while for us to be able to really catch up on that because houses aren't built overnight. They're a several-month project. So it's going to be interesting to see how quickly – you know, the inventory and stock can really kind of recover and kind of build up since we burned through a bunch of it over the past year or so. It's really going to be interesting to see how that kind of changes things going forward.
1: Yeah, definitely. I was speaking with one of um, uh, the new construction like developers and uh, he's like, yeah, it costs, you know, X amount of money to put this, this piece into the house pre pandemic and now it's, you know, Four times the amount, and mm-hmm. you can't get it for for six months. So, like,
0: wow!
1: Oh,
0: yeah, it's, it's absolutely crazy. I, I know that when you know, I do people's, um, I essentially re-quote their insurance when they come up for renewal because I'm an independent agent, and it's always interesting seeing the re-quotes for people because they'll always put a estimate of you know how much they think it's going to cost for the house to be rebuilt, and even just the difference of a couple of months has made a huge impact on how much that can vary. I'm seeing houses that oh, are wow. being quoted a hundred or $200,000 over what people paid for it or what wow. it was quoted for a year ago just because of how much the, the cost of labor materials have gone up just because of the shortage of it absolutely insane seeing a bit. I think I saw one house where it was actually even I think four hundred thousand dollars over what it cost them to buy the house because the materials that was made out of it was like made out of like solid brick or something. And brick was oh, wow. extremely yeah. difficult to source in their area. So, you know, the cost was insanely high. And it's just it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be interesting to see how much that changes for people just across the board. Um,
1: over the next yeah, think, couple of years as we recover. Yeah, things have to eventually, you know, come down at some point. So we shall see. Yeah, pay. for sure.
0: Yeah, we shall yeah. see. You know, that that's something that isn't going to change overnight. But I know that people are working on trying to get that back up to the levels that it used to be. So it'll definitely yeah, be interesting. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. That's for sure. You know, Ian, you just came into the real estate industry. What would you say is your favorite part of it so far? You know, what do you enjoy
1: the most? Um, I absolutely enjoy working with people, uh, buyers right now and sellers as well to try and find their perfect home. I'd say like, I just love matching the home to the person.
0: (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um, I
1: love kind of going on the hunt and finding, you know, what exactly they're looking for, even with a low inventory. I, I love a challenge. I thrive off a challenge. So um, if you tell me, you know, you have this budget and this many beds and baths and you can't find it with someone else, I'll be sure to find it for you. Don't you worry. So that's, that's something that I, I, I think has kind of moved from my previous um, career Um and transition into real estate is just that I have always really, really, truly love to help people um, and make sure they are taken care of. Um, and my degree, too, is in communications and marketing. So the number one thing with me in any relationship is
0: communication.
1: I'm very mm-hmm. transparent with my clients. I walk them through every step of the way. Um, you want to send me, you know, a text, a call, an email, I'm getting back to you within two hours max. I don't care what. What's going on? I'll, I'll I'll make it happen. I'll I'll get back to you, so you're not worried about anything. Um,
0: well, it's definitely a benefit for sure. You know, it's a, you know, it's buying a house is very stressful for most people. It's the largest investment yeah. they're ever going to make usually. So yeah. you know, just that communication, I'm sure, goes a long way for people when you're working with them because it is yeah, You know,
1: you you need to be you need to be there for them because there's so many steps along the way. Um, and you know, there's the worrying and the anxiety when you're not hearing back from your agent. So I Mm -hmm. want to be, you know, my, my values are, I will get back to you. And if you have a problem, I'm going to figure it out for you. And I'm going to let you know, like, Hey, if there's a hiccup and I'm still working on it, I'll let you know. So you're not, you know, in the dust hanging. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been great. Um, in real estate, I, I wish I had made the jump (laughs) sooner. you know, rather than later.
0: But, you know, I feel like a lot of people kind of feel the same way. You know, a lot of people that I talk to where they've transitioned from one industry to another, people are really nervous, I think, about changing their whole career path and taking that risk. But, you know, most people, when they actually do make the adjustment and the switch, they'll figure out pretty quickly whether or not it's for them. Most of the people I talk to that are in real estate seem to enjoy it pretty well. You know, it's definitely a passion industry. It's definitely something that has a lot more work behind it than I think most people realize when they're you know picking out their agent. You know, it's definitely not a nine to five type of job, right? You have to be on call. You have to be willing to you know, work around your clients and their, you know, time schedules, most of the time you're probably working after, you know, 6 p.m. because most people are working during the day, like it's definitely a lot more work than most people realize, so it really is a passion industry to be into, but if you do well at it, you can also make some pretty good money at it as well, so I think it's one of those sweet spot industries for people, you know, that they should
1: give it a shot if they think that they're going to enjoy it. Yes. And it's, it's, it's very, it's very, very uh, much worth it. Like uh, the amount of work that you're doing is for someone getting their house, right? Like it's, it's a good cause. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to sound cliche, but it's the American dream. So, um, you know, I feel much better helping consumers purchase their home than the situations that I was dealing with in the past. So it's it's really been like a blessing and I'm just loving it.
0: Well, really changes you know who you're doing the work for, right, like as you said before, when the job you were in before, it was very much you know in the benefit of the company you were working for, and that was the major person that you know your efforts were benefiting you know with real estate, you're not working for someone else per se you're helping you know a couple or you know just a person even find the house that works for them and their situation, because every situation is different. Everybody needs, you know, different criteria for their house. Somebody might need to have an office. Somebody might need to have a small place. Somebody might need to have space to expand their family. It changes. But the effort and time that you're putting in is benefiting your client rather than, you know, some corporation that, is just worried about making money. You know, it, it just feels the bottom
1: different. line. Yeah, yeah. Just just worried about that bottom line. So, it's been it's been great. You know, being able because I've always had um, I've always been told that I'm very good with listening to people's needs and really becoming them. Right. You have to become your client. Think yep. of yourself as you know Sally Q. Right. Put yourself in Sally Q's Shoes. She needs to have that house in Bethlehem with a yard fenced in for her two dogs and you know maybe maybe she's got a cat too and it needs to have this hardwood floor so all these minor details that you know people might look past I always hone in I'm writing down I'm making sure like I'm remembering because this is your home this is this is somewhere you you're you're going to be spending a lot of time um for the rest of your life you know, I and in sure the
0: negotiation I'm, too, you have to be a good advocate for them too. You know, if there's you know problems with the house, especially with the negotiation stage of it, making okay. sure that they're not going to get in a situation where they're buying a house with fifteen thousand dollars of work that they can't handle. You know, It's just yeah, you yes. have in to be really good advocate.
1: Absolutely, in the past I dealt very heavily with uh, employee relations uh, situations, so some heated see the problems that uh, needed to be, you know, work through nonstop. So in the negotiation side, um, I'm, I'm very comfortable in real estate. So that's something that has seamlessly transitioned from HR into real estate is being able to, to win that offer, right? Uh, because it's still a very competitive market, market. You have to have a very strong offer to even get the house. So yeah. I coach my clients on what's going to happen and what situations might arise and how I'm going to battle those fires out for you you're not you know you're not going to be in there with me i'm I'm here to work for you so it's been great
0: that's absolutely amazing this episode is brought to you by we insure center of chester springs pennsylvania with access to over 200 carriers we insure is ready to service all of your insurance needs for home auto business life and more Simply call 484-207-6640. Again, that's 484-207-6640. Or visit com. Get your free quote today. What would you say is, you know, the the most difficult part of the industry you think that has been just tricky to adjust to even, just hard to start working with?
1: I would say for me, it's not being stuck to a desk, right? I was usually like a nine to five, probably like a nine to six (laughs) type of employee. And now I have to get out of that corporate mentality of reporting to somebody and letting them know like things that are going down. Uh, My coworkers are, they laugh at me. They're like, Demi, you do not have to tell me that you're like working from home today you're working for yourself. <laughs> so it's been, it's been interesting because I'm just used to working for a corporation. So I have to kind of be like, no, like if I need to leave the office now um, and there's a situation, I'm not going to you know, be in trouble. This is my business. I, and then I can make up for that work later on at night, which I have been doing. That you know, it's great. So that's, that's something that, that has been a big adjustment for me because I've just been Used to you know the corporate schedule,
0: yeah, especially if you're used to doing it one way for so long, and then it's just it's a huge adjustment, you know it's it, just getting used to not having to be accountable to you know somebody else in the office or you know just being used to being able to flip stuff around in your schedule. I can definitely see how that might be quite a bit to get used to you know i my mom's a real estate agent, and we've been involved with real estate for a long time, so and I kind of seen some of those back sides of things, the things that people don't see um, when they hire a real estate agent. So I can definitely see how that might be a bit of a learning curve and adjustment for people to get used to.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, you're used to it. It's, it's like repetitive nature. So it's been funny that some of the things I, that I'm telling my coworkers is just, oh, no, you know, you're fine. You don't have to, you know, tell me that you're not supposed to here. Um On that day, I know you're at home and you know working at home that so it's just funny that's been kind of my biggest biggest
0: transition, yeah,
1: I'm sure you'll adjust quickly though
0: you know in a couple months you'll be used to it, and it won't be a big deal anymore. It's always interesting though, seeing you know different things that people you know really see that's different and you know yeah, yeah. I, you mentioned that you're working at um at an agency right now what would you say between you and your other coworkers is a good thing that people should be looking for in a real estate agent? Like if you had to give them one thing that they should be looking for when finding a good agent to work with, what would you say is that one quality that above all is the most important?
1: Oh man. So hard to pick one. Um, <laughs> yeah. I <would> absolutely. Say, <laughs> yeah. So I would say I was kind of bundle them together. But, uh, for me, it's somebody that's going to listen to what you need and then go to bat for you. Is gonna be able to get that house for you. Is gonna do the work. It isn't gonna be lazy on uh, anything for you. Is actually gonna be working for you to get your dream home as soon as possible for you. So, really uh, advocacy, you gotta,
0: right? Being able to yeah. basically take what your client needs. Package it all
1: together and make it happen.
0: You know, being yes, able to be willing to put because, that effort in.
1: Because do you want to be working with an agent that you're going to be running around town and, and losing out on you know six, ten, fifteen offers because they don't you know they don't really they don't really care. They're very laxy, laxy. Like I, I value myself on if you're going to work with me, do not worry. We'll be able to we'll be able to wrap this up. Um, I'm very transparent with my clients too um, when they tell me their needs, so we start from there and then we kind of go, we kind of go and uh, continue the search um, or, or open up the search too. Like um, if their their budget is too low for a specific area, you know, I'm very transparent with them and I say, hey, it's too low for you know ABC town, but right over here you know, a couple of miles away, these are the homes that I can show you that w- will work with your budget. So just being very transparent with people is another another big, big thing. You know, not, not letting people believe that they can get something that doesn't exist um, if you get where I'm going there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I definitely understand what you mean. Just being, you know, realistic, I think. Just communicating what is possible you know you might be able to find that dream home for you know x number of dollars but in general there's a pretty straightforward um i guess kind of formula so to speak of what you can expect to get at different price ranges depending on the area so you know i can definitely see how some people might have unrealistic expectations but You know, it's definitely something that if you have good communication with your client that you can kind of work around, as you said, you know, sometimes there's a place that's just a couple of miles over, or even maybe a couple blocks, depending on what, you know, city you're working in, it can really change a little bit. Open up. Just even just on the
1: street. Yeah, exactly. Like, it can open up your world. So that's how I work with my clients is if they're looking for a specific thing, I'm very transparent and say, hey. You might not find it in ABC town that you you love and you want to hone in on, but, hey, over in the next town, look at these homes. I'm going to email them over to you. Look at what you can get for your money here. So, yeah, give them off you know, to always, make an educated decision. Yeah, I always, I always want to find a solution uh, for you. It might not be what you initially thought, but I'm always going to find you a solution uh, some way, somehow. Absolutely. <laughs> Going into solutions, nice segue
0: here. What would you say is the number one, you know, I guess obstacle that your clients are facing in today's market? You know, I guess you talked about before about how it was a really hot market before, but now we're kind of coming into a bit more of an equilibrium. So, you know, has the the obstacle stayed the same or has it changed? Like what is right now the biggest obstacle for them to have to face?
1: Um, So far what I've seen, it's just being very transparent with your clients and letting them know, you know, how the market is, um, how quick or how slow we can be, um, and walking them through that process. Because maybe back in 2015, 2016, you could have sat in a house and you could have gone home and you could have waited a couple of days and made your decision, but that's not the market we're in now. So if you, you really want to, you know, get an offering on this home, you kind of still have to be relatively quick. So just being very open um, about that situation going on right now. now. It's going to change eventually, um, but, you know, with, with my clients, it's just making sure they know um, what they're getting into and being very, a very realistic uh, realtor.
0: Yeah, I could definitely see that. And, you know, it's tough because it's a big investment for them to have to make, but especially in right now, what the market is, they kind of have to make a decision a little bit sooner than some people may like, you know, you might have to make it same day, you might have to make it within a couple of hours of seeing the house. I mean, obviously, you probably don't have to make them, you know, during the open house while you're still there, because that's what it was oh, no, at one not. point here. <laughs> but yeah, you, know, you like you said, it's really tough to be able to sit on a house unless it's like truly not, you know, the ideal for the area, maybe there's something wrong with it. You kind of have to work on it still fairly quickly.
1: Yes, and it's funny because I, I, I don't know if you're, I'm a fan of TikTok, but you see some of those like exaggerated TikTok videos where they're like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, two hours later, um, the house is gone. That That's seriously exaggerated. So those are just, you know, out there to, to give everyone a laugh, but um, oh, it's, yeah. it's, not,
0: Especially- it's not that fast. Especially with um,
1: well, that's what it
0: was at the peak during 2021. 2020, I feel like it was it was really quiet because everybody was super nervous about doing something during the pandemic. Yeah.
1: And then all that yeah.
0: demand was kind of pent up. And in 2021 it, like it exploded. Everyone was like, okay, yep, I'm ready to move. I've been holding on for a whole year now. It's like, it's the time. And then we just had this explosion of buyer desire almost to have to move that year. And, you know, my, my dad on the other side, we're all in real estate. It's funny. He's a property inspector. Um, and you know, some of the, some of the houses that he went into, you know, they would, if it was a nice house in a nice area, it would have 30 offers on it within like a couple hours of being live. People aren't even walking yeah. into the house to see it. And it already had yeah. like 30, 40 offers on it. You know, at the peak, it was definitely quite insane. I would say. So, you know, that TikTok it definitely had, um, it definitely had some idea of a time when that actually was the case. Thankfully, I don't think we're at that stage anymore. Cause that wasn't super healthy for people.
1: But, you know, oh, it yeah, is yeah.
0: fascinating to look back at it and say, wow, that
1: actually happened. That's crazy. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I have a lot of friends in real estate and they were telling me about it. They're like, yeah, let me get your license now. Get your license now. And, and um, you know, she was like, oh, you know, houses have like 20, 30, 40 offers. And there's non nonstop right number of offers. I'm like, sounds insane. <laughs>
0: Yeah, absolutely. The buyer's agents were definitely working on overtime that year, I think, just to be able to get a house for people. You know, you had to, yeah. they essentially set up like 10 offers to actually get one to actually go through just because of how many options there were.
1: Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah, it was insane. Absolutely. And then, you know, I know that a lot of people have seen, you know, TV series like on HGTV, like House Hunters and everything like that. What would you say is the biggest maybe misconception people have had coming into, you know, buying their first house or buying maybe their second house? Just maybe they don't have a lot of experience with the process. You know, what's the biggest misconception you've seen from people as far as the process and how it works?
1: Uh, yeah, so I, I'm i not a fan of reality reality TV because it's not reality, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> At all. It's, the, it's scripted. The furthest thing. Oh, my gosh, the furthest thing. So it's fun to watch, right? So they're fun to watch. You know, it might be in a beautiful setting. It might be all great and dandy. But I'm very against it because when you're watching these shows like um, – Tariq and, and Christina and the flipping shows and stuff, they're, they're and selling Sunset. They're not showing you how much work goes into real estate. So that's kind of a big misconception is it's not just, you know, sit sit there on your desk and you get a phone call. Oh, hey, and then now you have a buyer. No, you have to be putting in the work. You have to be finding your uh, clientele you have to be prospecting nonstop. stop so uh, reality tv is is and always will be the furthest thing away from reality so just yeah, it's you a, know, when it's a glamorization
0: it. you know it's it, yeah it yeah, basically yeah. takes the best parts and shows it off as like oh yeah look look at our cool industry or look at this cool situation it's it sets unrealistic expectations i think is really the best way to put it it
1: just Yes, it does, it does. And I, I was fully aware of, of of that, you know, even before I started school for my for my license. Um, but it's it's fun to watch, you know, reality T V, you you got nothing to do and there's nothing else on the TV, you know, turn it on and, and watch it and watch them fix up the house or something. But it's for consumer yeah, for consumers watching that, it's just PSA. It's nothing like that. There's much more work behind the scenes. Anything worthwhile it takes a lot of work. So just remember that.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. You know, your ages, you know, at the end of the um at the end of the deal you see that big number at the end where it's like, oh wow, they made so much money commission wise. Well, there was a lot of work that went into it. It's not actually, you know, as big of a payday as some people think it is. They they don't realize just how much happens on the back end to actually make that. That might be something that they only get once or twice a month if that maybe they only sell 12 houses a year so you know it's yes it's a big number but there's a lot of work that goes into making it and at the end of the day after you pay fees and you know licensing and maybe there's a brokerage split that you have to pay some to the agency that you're at it's not actually that much at the end of the day um, for most people yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah, that's that's the biggest misconception for me coming in was, was that um I had no idea how how the uh the commission, you know, structure was. as a as a buyer without a, a license, you know, you saw the the end uh piece um of all the costs and you you saw the commissions, you're like, Wow, but no, that doesn't just go to the agent. It does the <laughs> split up in multiple, you know, multiple directions. So
0: Yeah, you get multiple pieces of the pie, right? Like Same thing with insurance. You know, you get a small percentage of a percentage of a percentage at the end of the day. So you only get a part of it. You're not getting that whole number. So, you know, both people see that and they're like, oh, wow, you made six grand. Well, when you actually break it up, it's actually closer to like three grand. You know, I'm giving up part of that commission to be able to work with other people and give you good experience. Yeah. 100%. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you, Demi. And if someone wanted to get in contact with you, you know, either to buy a house in this you know, crazy market or to sell their house, you know, what's the best way for them to contact you?
1: Um, The best way to contact me, um, I have, you know, my Facebook is Demi Britta, and I have an Instagram as well. You can find that Demi does real estate. Um, But the absolute best way to contact me is old fashioned phone. You can give me, you know, a call. Uh, on my phone number, which is four eight four four eight four four two zero five, or shoot me a text. Um, really, any way you're going to contact me, I'm going to get back to you. So, no worries there. Wonderful,
0: wonderful. You know, you can definitely <laughs> trust to get back um, from uh, Demi because you know she got that communications major. She knows a hundred percent how to get back to people. So,
1: definitely, uh, yep.
0: definitely feel safe in her hands there.
1: Yes, yeah, to me, that's the most important thing. It's communicating. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you coming on to the show today. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye-bye.